I stared. Indeed, it would not be too much to say that I gaped. Mr. Finknottle? Yes, sir. You don't mean Mr. Finknottle? Yes, sir. But Mr. Finknottle's not in London? Yes, sir. Well, I'm blowed. And I'll tell you why I was blowed. I found it scarcely possible to give credence to his statement. This Finknottle, you see, was one of those freaks you come across from time to time during life's journey who can't stand London. He lived year in and year out, covered with moss, in a remote village down in Lincolnshire, never coming up even for the Eton and Harrow match. And when I asked him once if he didn't find the time hang a bit heavy on his hands, he said, no, because he had a pond in his garden and studied the habits of newts. I couldn't imagine what could have brought the chap up to the great city. I would have been prepared to bet that as long as the supply of newts didn't give out, nothing could have shifted him from that village of his. Are you sure? Yes, sir. You got the name correctly, Finknottle? Yes, sir. Well, it's the most extraordinary thing. It must be five years since he was in London. He makes no secret of the fact that the place gives him the pip. Until now he has always stayed glued to the country, completely surrounded by newts. Sir? Newts, Jeeves. Mr. Finknottle has a strong newt complex. You must have heard of newts, those little sort of lizard things that charge about in ponds. Oh, yes, sir, the aquatic members of the family Salamandridae, which constitute the genus Molg. That's right. Well, Guzzy has always been a slave to them. He used to keep them at school. I believe young gentlemen frequently do, sir. He kept them in his study in a kind of glass tank arrangement, and pretty niffy the whole thing was, I recall. I suppose one ought to have been able to see what the end would be even then, but you know what boys are, careless, heedless, busy about our own affairs, we scarcely gave this kink in Guzzy's character a thought. We may have exchanged an occasional remark about it taking all sorts to make a world, but nothing more. You can guess the sequel. The trouble spread. Indeed, sir. Absolutely, Jeeves. The craving grew upon him. The newts got him. Arrived at man's estate, he retired to the depths of the country and gave his life up to these dumb chums. I suppose he used to tell himself that he could take them or leave them alone, and then found, too late, that he couldn't. It is often the way, sir. Too true, Jeeves. At any rate, for the last five years he has been living at this place of his down in Lincolnshire as confirmed a species-shunning hermit as ever put fresh water in the tank every second day and refused to see a soul. That's why I was so amazed when you told me he had suddenly risen to the surface like this. I still can't believe it. I'm inclined to think that there must be some mistake and that this bird who has been calling here is some different variety of finknottle. The chap I know wears horn-rimmed spectacles and has a face like a fish. How does that check up with your data? 
The gentleman who came to the flat wore horn-rimmed spectacles, sir. And looked like something on a slab? Possibly there was a certain suggestion of the piscine, sir.'